Welcome to the Heavenly Kings podcast. I'm Vicky, also known as Kui Punch underscore. I am Colton, otherwise known as Sniper King three two three on Twitter. Uh, my name is Dame Doctor Foxy Brown. You can find me at Dame Doctor Foxy B on Twitter. Okay, and uh, today we're going to talk about chapters three thirty six to three forty two, and yeah. <laughs> so. Oh boy, it's gonna be fun. What is it? Not everything you ever wanted. <laughs> I don't know what I expect anymore. If, actually, before we get into it, real quick, can I just say, since I wasn't on last time, um, the the only see, I wish I could remember what happened in the last batch of chapters. But the, see, the only thing I remember that I really liked was that Yuda got to do something and that there was actually some kind of backstory to his stupid, his stupid, like, Oh, a one millimeter of cooking joke or whatever. So you're going to, you're completely going to hate 342. Well, okay. Yep. Because 342 made me go back to the last chapter we did, which is 335, because it seemed as though some things happened that I somehow missed. And see, I went I, back, and it's like, no, this didn't happen. Uh, see, I go through that all the time, but, man, I I don't know. <laughs> I gotta look at 335 now. <laughs> it's It doesn't, like, there's no lead-up. Like, 335, if you remember, was just the monster thing that we all assumed was Acacia, and it was Acacia. And the poor little, um, not Kurume kid, trying to remember... Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, when we realized that, um, oh, what's his name? I'm looking uh, at him and I'm thinking of Jiro, so I can't tell you what his name is. Tepe. Oh, uh, Tepe. When Tepe reveals that you know there's a bacterial poisoning thing that Joa does to turn you to its side, huh. and that he was not affected by it. Oh, yay, he's a good guy. That's great. I was hoping for that all along. (laughs) Oh, a lot. I like him a lot. I do, do too. He's voiced by Vash the Stampede in the anime. How can I not like him? Wait. You're talking about Tepe? Yeah, I've I've talked about this on the show before. I don't remember you saying that. (laughs) Well, well, good thing thing we have audio evidence. I love his voice. (laughs) So good in Japanese. I like it is. He's not bad in the dub either, though. No, I like him in that too. I think they got him down pat, actually. But we we should we should probably okay, get started. So, yeah, it I'm it mad. jumps right it jumps right in from hold it in. It jumps right in from three thirty five to three thirty six. Continues. So he's trying to remember, and his hair turns white. Like he had some black left in his hair, and now it's white in his eyebrows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that 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 kind of weirded me out at first. <laughs> Because cause they, they didn't really explain that in the chapter before. So I was like, wait, when did he dye his hair? So, wait, hold up. Side note. So is this what happened to Coco? No, wait, never mind. Coco said that he used too much poison and his hair turned white. Yeah, yeah, that's a different thing. <laughs> okay. Maybe that's just the cover. Maybe that's just what he wants you to believe. Probably. Yeah, true. Maybe he watched an episode of American Horror Story and that made his hair turn white or something. They got TV in the middle of the earth. Sure, why not? Why not? 
Oh it's it, it, it makes about as much sense as anything else in the series. God, I'm sure Brunch has cable. He strikes me as the kind of guy who would have cable. Yeah, P- probably. Yeah, considering his electricity powers and all that. <laughs> he saves money on that electricity bill. God, he has he has the most practical power. By the way, I'm I'm kind of disappointed we haven't seen him in a while. Or maybe I just can't remember the last time we saw him. He was there for like two seconds, wasn't he? Yeah, we we saw him. I feel like it was in 334 or 335. Some like random chapter in the middle of a story happening. Yeah. Like flash um, to all of the Heavenly Kings and their partners. And Brunch was with... Um, Zebra. Yes. Being upset. <laughs> and and I'm I'm sorry to keep going on these different tangents, but something I noticed while trying to read through this batch of chapters, I feel like Shima Bukuro kind of like I, I feel like we kind of just left whatever was going on inside the giant clam or wherever they were. I don't even remember. Yes, we did. We did. Yes, we did. We just I, I, left. We just not even not even left it. See, left it implies that it was accidental. We abandoned <laughs> it wholesale. Just it's like. like it's like you were walking with something in your hands, and it's not like like me. Sometimes I just drop things, like I just stop thinking about it, and it falls out of my hands. It's like he took what was in his hands and he flung it out of the nearest window. <laughs> and then at three forty-two, he goes and picks it up, and not it. Not only is it somehow intact, but it's bigger than it was before. Oh and he just God. wants you to ignore it. I. I, I can I can imagine Shimabukuro like finishing up the like the actual last proper story arc, and he's in the, he's in the middle of actually drawing some kind of conclusion, and then he gets back the ratings for the last like eight chapters, and apparently no one likes him or something, and then he decides, okay, I gotta finish this shit up. No one cares the about the whole this shit. the whole plot of that story is done. I you guess don't see, so. You don't see any of it. It's just. You know what? Let's go there. Um, three, three thirty. <laughs> I'm so mad. Like, that whole chapter just angered me. The only saving grace is like Turkle has great panels in it. That's about it. There's this this Dragon King Deros in Area One. That's important, I assume. Yes, I think. I guess he was just hanging out someplace, and he started moving. So that's concerned people, and all of the other eight kings are moving around, and that's believed to be due to the impending gourmet solar eclipse and this is this around about here is when i started getting mad at this now you can't just add the word gourmet stuff that already exists to try and make it a new thing <laughs> he says that it might be the, the the cooking that's taking place within the giant shell in area six that is the last time this story is referenced before 342 well see you later he says it's apparently the same cooking that the Blue Nitro have been doing in Area 1, but it might be a sign that cooking is near the final stage. So, Tepe, not Jiro, tells us that um, Nakuma is one of the chefs who's brought to the kitchen, so he wants to know what they're truly trying to revive. And Nakuma is losing his mind. He says he can't run. No matter where we go, we can't escape it. Everyone is going to be eaten by that thing. And this is the the part of the thing that was on Acacia that has like a butt mouth. <laughs> that's that's clearly you know. It's an like, 
It looks it looks like he like it looks like he ate a bad mushroom and fungus just started growing out of his hair. <laughs> and and then somehow the fungus became sentient and now he just has to deal with that. Yeah, it also has a nose. It's really 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 creepy. <laughs> really disgusting. Like an anus. At, next to that is another face. <laughs> like lizard-like face thing. Oh That's my a... god! This thing has faces all over it. It's kind of weird. Why? Why is this happening? <laughs> so we go to Joa, who's in the kitchen, making some balls. <laughs> oh my god. That please about it's it. It's totally what Joa's doing, putting the balls in the fridge. And then Joa notices that something else is in here. And that something else, of course, is Tepe, who's trying to run away. And talking about his history of reviving dangerous creatures and he's like even if this is the most dangerous thing to have ever lived you don't have to worry about it because i know some gluttons with huge appetites that no one can match including an old man i like how like zebra is cut off of the screen (laughs) (laughs) by an old man and old lady that are scary as hell when they're mad he says those guys might be the ones to cut and eat it so this man eating grass thing comes at him he gets trapped in a web. And oh, he just says, pause. I'm like, this would be way more effective if this was animated. It's, 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 like, it's like someone, it's like this guy is actually reading the manga and he decides to, like, pause it. Like, like it's, like, I guess someone's DV, DVRing the manga or something. It's just kind of odd. But no, this power is really cool, though. I guess originally um, Tepe was going to dodge this. And the dude rewound it his movements, press play, and now he's trapped in the web. And this dude talks about how wonderful reviving is. Can't look at this. <laughs> I was totally smart to decide to do that. He's a giant spider. I don't know what your name is. I'm not even gonna try to pronounce it. It's uh it's Moyan Shai Shai. He's um isn't he isn't he Pukin's master or something? That that one girl that just kinda that undid the knocking on those two other guys earlier? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Y'all are saying things and I just have to say yes. <laughs> I don't even know. It's okay, I feel your pain. So he <laughs> says he's here to help Joa cook. But if since the master's a fool, then the disciple must be fool as well, blah blah blah. I'll remake your life. I'll send you back to the time when you turn into a continent of death green. You're a national treasure. Whatever. He does the thread spear attack. Wood spear attacks. Fast forwards and junks. I don't know. Man, Tepe is going to die. He's like, you know what? I need to save this kid. I don't know what for. I was throwing Nakume to, like, I was going to throw Nakume at this guy. Try and escape somehow. I have to say, I have to put him out of his misery, thereby saving him. <laughs> and then um, JoJo's house and Kosaro all arrive just to be dicks. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One of them has a chameleon tongue that will revive the instant that it's cut. Except no. Yeah, I I love how he goes on. He's like, oh, you can't cut this shit. Oh, wait, what? (laughs) See, it's because dude found the golden plates. Gold plates. Alfaro found the gold plates in Joe's kitchen. And sliced up his tongue. And everyone is like, wait, 
what's Alfaro doing here? <laughs> and Alfaro's like, don't worry, man. Boss isn't angry at you. He just says that he's going to kill you. <laughs> and he says, right now, you basically see everyone just yes. killed. Pieces ripped off of them or whatever. And Midora's standing behind him, which I don't know how no one noticed that. He's a giant man. Uh, that That is, that's fair. When I saw him, I was like, Daddy's home. <laughs> <laughs> but like the Usher song? <laughs> I guess so. Oh my god. I was so glad to see him. I see, I didn't think you'd ever say anything, um, say anything like that about anyone other than Toriko. Well, you see. <laughs> I guess she's, she's speaking, I don't know, like, she might be speaking from two different things. One, Maybe. from the Usher song perspective. <laughs> and two, for, like, Jojo. This is like, hmm, you kind of screwed, sir. Much. So, chapter 337 is <laughs> Dora's face and everyone's reaction to it. Oh, like, oh no. Scream, Medora. It's called Resurrection and Reunion. In Area 1, poor humans. They're being walked into a pot. <laughs> this is so horrible. <laughs> They're being boiled alive, which apparently makes it delicious for Acacia. Makes it more savory. More screams! So one of the Blue Knights are all, oh, um, this thing is pretty close to surviving, guys. We probably shouldn't be here. <laughs> and another dude is like, nope, keep sending them in to their deaths. Like, how much more of the, the stock of book course do we have? And they just like, it's a little bit longer. They're headed out to replenish news, earth, and atom. But another will take more time. And of course, you have to find God when it appears. And they're talking about how much energy it takes. Joe was, they said that Joe was out purifying some life. And it's like, it's not time for that. They're just throwing words. I don't even care what they are. Yeah, I see. I still don't like how all the blue nitro are named after all of Acacia's ingredients. That just makes it, that still makes things kind of confusing. Yeah. That's like the first rule with making characters. Don't give, like, double up on names. I think it wants to be it wants to be symbolism. It be probably, but it's I don't think it's doing a very good job. Or maybe these things already had their names and the case it just named everything after them. Yeah, I mean it says that they don't have their names. Well I mean I'm looking at old notes, but like they don't have names for themselves, but they got their names from Acacia. So it's his fault. Yeah, that would explain the lack of creativity. <laughs> This one guy with double necklace um, <laughs> says it's, they need to call Joe over and tell him that Acacia is calling him. And then Acacia looks up at him, and so does one of the, the lizard face things. And it kind of just like shoots out from his body, eats half of this dude, <laughs> and then rockets off into space. And they're all like, oh my god, News, how are you? And he's like, he regrows himself from blood mist. It's like, well, you know, that's a terrible start to my morning. 
That was that was kind of inconvenient. <laughs> I know. I could have died. <laughs> Everyone else is just okay. Sure. Uh, we we need to catch that thing before it kills everything. This thing looks ugly. <laughs> So, so it, it flies off into the rest of the world. <laughs> and we cut back to Medora and friends. <laughs> and he wants to know where Joa is. And dude thinks he's going to kill Medora, which broke his sword. Yeah, that was pretty great. Then the octopus dude tried to kill him. Uh, yeah, I love the sequence where he's like, Hey, I got a... <laughs> Because he kills him. It's great. I love it. And the spider dudes all pause, rewind, and then rewind doesn't work. <laughs> Dora just like death stares him. <laughs> and he's like, wait, I killed you guys, so why are you still here? And then Joe appears and explains that it's a because of life. Now this I was actually glad about because this kind of explains why Komatsu came back to life in the last arc. Oh true. It's like the spheres from life can die in places of the ones that have them. So it's like a play on the moth to the flame instead of the tiger. It's like, it's nice to meet you, but this isn't the first time we've met Medora. And then Medora, you know, justifiably freaks out a little <laughs> on the inside of his mind. Those were some really great pages where, like, you literally just get these full single pages of them just kind of staring off at each other. It's I, I thought those, those were really nicely drawn. So I like the I like the next page because it's back to the, the lizard monster thing. Oh yeah, this was great too. <laughs> it's like this Leo tiger is just sitting here minding its own business, and the thing is like sucking on its tail. I literally thought he was eating his butt. That's what I thought was going on. <laughs> That's what he's doing, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, he he like grabs his tail to try and eat it, and. It notices that it's being bitten and turns and like face blasts this thing, <laughs> and it doesn't it doesn't die, so it keeps blasting it, and then eventually it just eats him alive. <laughs> and oh the next God. thing you know, um, is, is Chiro Satsuno and Chichi are just standing here like, "Hey, what's going on, guys?" All right, I love these guys. So 338, Chi-Chi's losing his mind because he recognizes what it is. And it I guess it instantly, once it sees Giro's face, it tries to kill him and run away at the same time. So um, Giro kind of dodges it. And as it's trying to run away, he grabs it. And they're talking about how strong it is and how... Jiro, I think, automatically recognized how strong, did a quick assessment of how strong it was. And whatever this is, did a quick assessment of Jiro. And it decided it needed to transform to fight him. And Jiro decided, let me become a massive mountain of muscle. And then uppercutted it into space. (laughs) Zetsu knows all, don't hit the world with it, whatever that means. Oh no! <laughs> and he says, he says, Big Bang, and <laughs> then we go back to Joa and Midora, and this is where we get the um, the important backstory that we all figured out already. So Midora froze for about point zero one seconds, 
a, a, lo- a lot of stuff always seems to happen in point zero one seconds. It is the, the greatest of times. <laughs> so, in that moment when Midora froze, that moment was from being shaken emotionally, from seeing Frozen's face on Joa. And it's Joa took advantage of that hesitation and attacked. And it looks like a t- an attack for his heart space. And at the same time, Joe was running on about how among gourmet ingredients there was a prey that showed only a point zero one second opening every one million years. So somebody with a lot of time on their hands <laughs> would just sit there in front of it, waiting for its opening in the smallest instant. And that thing would have an a, a extraordinary capture level that y'all couldn't even measure. And then, like, in the middle of your story... He switched back to taunting Midora. Like, do you know what I do you recognize my face? Like that that mistake you meant you made when you looked at me was a fatal mistake. And then Midora's all cool guy, like, no. I thought I would recognize you, but I was thinking of someone else. And the attack just like, I don't know, got eaten by his chest or something. It's, <laughs> it's very hard, it's very hard to tell what this means. I like to imagine that his chest just kind of grows a mouth because, sure, why not? And that's probably yeah. what happened. But maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? So instead, um, he actually launched a co- counterattack in the time that Joa was attacking him. And it ended up um, destroying eight of the life orbs. And um, I actually wanted to ask you about this, Beaky. Has, um, has Joa worn these before? Because I feel like these were already a part of his design. Yeah. Yeah, you know, um, what's that guy? Kenpachi from uh, Bleach? Yeah, how he those wears little the little bells in his hair? That's yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, it's a trend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of cool how, um, how he, um, he kind of, uh, sort of left that out there, like, as far as, like, the cooking festival, those little life ball things. Yeah, I feel that. So, I guess Joa starts to change into its true face. Mm. Mess. Yeah. Yeah. So it's all calmed down. It would be troublesome if Midora went wild here. Or the spirit. I can't really tell which one he's talking to. So Midora says, before I kill you, let me ask you one thing. Basically, you're Froza's reincarnation. And he's like, yes. I was the one that was revived by Acacia's full course, and the hors d'oeuvre center was me. And then you see um, Froze's grave. And I don't know why, the first shot is so far away, but it's a super far away shot, and then it zooms in, and then you see a hand come out of the dirt. It's probably and, some kind of cinematic thing, maybe. And then it's Joa. So Acacia's hors d'oeuvre center made the cure water well up to the ground surface, and he says he went to get the water many times. He's like, why is it that you came to life and not Froze? Despite the fact that I clearly revived Froze's body. So what are we doing? And Joa says that Froze decided, no, I will have no parts of this. I'm not coming back. She probably made the right decision. Yeah. Definitely. I don't want, I mean, it's, it's good to be dead in this situation. <laughs> I just kind of like how instead of this trick not working because she doesn't want to come back alive, that just another soul just uh, invades her body and it's like, okay, yeah, sure, I'll take this. Uh, I mean, if you're going to revive somebody, I guess you can just go ahead and revive me. Sure, I'll, I'll take it. I'll take this face. 
there's probably a lot of spirits in the back channel that would love to be revived. And they probably were all very upset that Froze is just like, no, I'm going to chill here. I like this. Like this whole being, this whole being dead, unable to be consumed thing. That works for me. No, it works and... for me too. I just, I just think it's really funny. <laughs> so, Joa says that um, Froze was afraid of the thing that lurked inside Acacia, and in the end, she couldn't approve of his goal. So Acacia was like, whatever, bitch, and, <laughs> <laughs> and brought this other soul. So Midora, I don't like. He asked the question, but I don't think he really cared about the answer. So he's just like, "Where's Acacia?" And Joe wants to know what's he gonna what's he gonna do once he finds him. And Midora just says, "I'm gonna ask him what his goal is." And Joe is like, "Why bother? I can tell you right now. I've got nothing better to do." <laughs> so his goal is to eat. We want to discover unseen tastes by going through the gourmet cell's memories. And we want to follow those cells' memories to reach the place that those cells are looking for, which is the farthest land. And Medora acts like he knows what Joe is talking about, which I appreciate. And is like, why? And Joe is like, what do you mean, why? I just told you the answer at the beginning before I started talking. It's to eat. And he goes on to how after the butterfly... 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 Butterfly lava hatch, they start to eat the eggshell they were in because that's their first memory that's etched into their DNA and that will tell them what to eat next and where to go to eat it. So what stimulates them is their memories, which are appetite energy. And that is the ultimate energy that dwells within gourmet cells. Oh boy. Whatever. (laughs) So this is where I started to get mad at it. (laughs) Me too. I hate this so much. One of the particles created with the birth of the universe was gourmet energy. No. Energy cannot be created or destroyed. The hell with you. Sorry, that's matter. But whatever. The enormous explosion, also called the gourmet Big Bang, was the birth of appetite. As that energy grew, before long it became the foundation for gourmet cells. This, that this foundation... Was a... Yeah, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say this was around the part. This was around the part of the chapter where my head started to hurt, and I had to like take a break because I couldn't take all this shit in. I... So <laughs> I can't. That became gourmet cells, which told us the memories of forgotten foods and tastes from a long time in the past, and that appetite energy continues to grow, <clears throat> cannot be stopped, and that's the answer: the forever changing, unchanging truth. Emotions are not needed. All there is is appetites, and Joa starts to change into the other face thing. Do you understand this world? This world is nothing beyond if you're hungry, then eat. It's only humans which need other things. Um, you cannot let your emotions take control of you, like that foolish woman that held Acacia back, Midora. And now Midora is mad, and he asks that foolish woman. And inside, well, I guess outside Joa is telling inside Joa is why I told you to keep your mouth shut. Look at what you did. And his I like how his expression doesn't really change. He's, <laughs> he's super mad. Yeah, he's just kinda gotten to the point where he's probably so angry he can't express it on his face. And it leads <laughs> it, it leads to the most questionable not questionable, most I don't want to say it. Medora looks kind of adorable somehow. It's really weird. <laughs> you know how cat's eyes get all big? 
That's what it was, yeah. He is a tiger. Yeah. That's true. It's great, though. So he asks, are you talking about Froze? <laughs> and Joa completely sidesteps the question. He is a And you want to eat, too, right? So why don't we join up and go to the place that ourselves want to go to? To, to follow that unshakable thing, appetite. He's like, I go on to say that that's what Froze wanted as well. And Midoriya's like, hang on, I think you you went the wrong way at some point. <laughs> it's like, I'm not getting emotional. But I will say one thing, that you people have long ago stepped on the tiger's tail, and now he's ready to fight. And Joe's arms actually disappear. Not really, but like, <laughs> you can't really see them. <laughs> Yeah. The way that it's drawn. So there's a direct attack made on Neo's headquarters. It looks like it's exploding. It was a pretty cool, Paige. Honestly, like this part with, with Joa and Medora is like the best part of like the past seven chapters. Yes, it is. It is pretty cool. It's, it's about time. So in chapter 339, the demon inside of Medora releases a blast of hatred. So there's an attack made. The headquarters is punched full of holes. All of a sudden, um, Zaus remembers who he is and what he's doing here. And starts asking questions. And Tepe's basically like, this is not the time for questions. But you could tell me where this golden cookware is hanging out. I need to get it. And then it cuts back to the fight between uh, Midora and Joa. And Midora's creepy long tongue literally puts Gene Simmons to shame. Yep. <laughs> and he tries to, like, tongue blast Joa. <laughs> this is his only explanation. Oh, I didn't God. say tongue bang, because that's I'm what I was so- thinking. It, it still sounds horrible out of context. It's horrible in context. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> okay, fair enough. So, Vitora's doing the thing... And then Joa turns into a puddle of liquid and grabs his foot and pulls him into the puddle. And then it pops him out somewhere else. It's like, okay, if you're going to destroy my ship, then we need to fight somewhere else. And he says, as long as you're on Earth, it doesn't matter where we go. I'm going to kill you each time. He says, if you felt like it, you would have the ability to destroy the whole planet. And he says, all three of Keisha's disciples have that ability. But Medora, only someone as petty as you is actually going to do it. So, <laughs> so Joa does warp kitchen, which blah blah blah, alternate reality, time moves slowly. Need that time to move slowly so you can cook um, Earth, basically. In the case is full course, there's certain things that if you cooked it normally, it would take hundreds of thousands of years. And another is one of those things. This is here to cut the time short. It's like, do you understand? We've devoted an enormous amount of time cooking and cooking the earth will take several hundred million years um the other face is like hey that means with your tiny transient life the anger you have that's no more than a mosquito buzzing is not worth my time in the least so Medora's like okay i want you to come out and keep that face he's like you think my anger has just been for a moment so that might be but this feeling that's been uninterrupted to this point will etch a memory of fear onto yourselves that will never disappear. He says, if time moves slowly here, then I can take my time to fight. A few seconds from now, when you die, I'll teach you my, I'll tell you my full course as a souvenir to take with you to hell. And Joel says, let me hear your dying scream of your full course. And I think that's a really weird, like, dying 
statement. This is what I would cook if I was alive. <laughs> and uh, like I just imagine him on the on the ground, like dying, coughing up blood while he's trying to list all of his ingredients. It'd just be kind of weird. <laughs> and for my appetizer, you're like really? <laughs> just shut up. Who cares? And, Who cares? And, and for my meat, course. <laughs> 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 for my dessert, my dessert, it's ice cream. <laughs> Let me die. Oh god! No, no, wait. What flavor of ice cream? Now, fuck, he's dead. <laughs> oh my god! Get out of so, here! It's <laughs> back to the thing that Jiro punched into space. It turns out that it ate his hand at that exact moment. So Setsuno, of course, had cure water, and she's like, "Hey, okay." put that on your hand it's like so what is that and chi chi is like didn't i say this earlier this is this is neo it's like yep it's a creature that's been resurrected many times it's 10 billion years ago it's like yep we've been cooking for the sake of this thing but that wasn't the main body neo it turns out is the gourmet cell demon that lurks inside of acacia and he's like what it's not been revived and chi chi's like pretty sure no but maybe but it's probably not in its perfect condition. And then there's like a two page spread of it eating <laughs> the blue nitro. Oh, that looks so good. Except it and, looks really gross. And he has like yeah, three it, tongues. Yes, it is. <laughs> like, is it possible that Acacia is active? They're like, what? But the solar eclipse still has a couple days. And she's just like, yeah, it might want to go to each continent to hunt. The planets where they'll be making their final appearance, which is the full course and God. So, Jiro's like, I guess I gotta undo my knocking. And I'm like, where have I seen this before? <laughs> In everything ever. Oh, well, I guess I'll take some drugs too. Yep. <laughs> Chi Chi's just gonna knock himself out. <laughs> He's like, let me just die. Alright. So. That's on the back channel. So, um, he says he wonders if Taka and Gigi will make it in time. No. Um, Acacia would fully revive Neo Demon is something nobody can beat, even if all the Blue Nitro team up, it's doubtful. If there's any chance of stopping it, it'll take something like the Gourmet Cell Demon that once lurked inside, um, Ichi, which is Dawn Slime. Boom. I, I was just like, okay, because at that point, my mind couldn't be blown anymore. Um. Oh boy. So Shut back up. to these poor, these poor humans being cooked to death. So he's like eating the nitro's parts while demanding that they boil the humans more. And one of them is like, "Gokeshi, what are you doing?" I think this is air. Yeah. It's like make it grow. The screams will grow the taste. And then one with an afro. This one is, is my favorite. Yeah, he was immediately my favorite too, which is why, you know, racism is amazing. Adam! <laughs> just oh, like. Boy. It's messed up because he. His, like, his skin part is dark too. Yep. He's clearly the cool black guy, right? Oh my god. Obviously. He's got a skirt and everything. <laughs> and not just like a regular skirt, it's like the, the pleated armor skirt thing yeah. that he has going on. I don't know why he's not wearing his shirt. You so better be... work, Adam. <laughs> he must be like I don't know, Spartan or something. Probably. I'm done. Okay. <laughs> so 
he's like, okay, the thing targeted air because most of his stamina was gone from cooking the full course. He's like, news, go recover, you know, because he did eat you before. We will handle things until then. So be careful. The effects of Neo are strong. He's not in his complete form, but he's pretty strong. And then, like, Adam opens his face, and there's another face inside of his face. Of course. Yeah, he pulls his spikes out, and he's like, Acacia, no, wait, wrong guy. Neo, show me your face. <laughs> and then it was Acacia's face, and then it switches to Neo. He's like, all right, the ripening of the earth is almost over. Do you understand me? Take your time. God's about to show up. Just wait. You'll be able to revive co- completely. And then I thought Neo understood what he was saying because Adam was so confident. And then it just, like, grew seven more of those things and fired them off into the planet. And I'm just... Actually, oh my god, I'm sorry, I I wanted to mention this earlier. I love how, I love how when you're reading this chapter, you you have that first page where he's like, hey, show, hey, come on out. And then I I love how the next panel is just him, uh, Neo, just kind of pops out like, ooh, what? Someone call me? His mouth. I just just like that little transition. (laughs) So the seven frog disgusting things fly off into the zones. And the other blue nitro, like, wait, are they? Is he sending each one out so that each one would eat a part of the full course, so that he could be prepared for God? Then, while they were so focused on that, Acacia disappears, heads off into the back channel or whatever. And one is like, "I'll look for him," and the other guy is like, "I don't care. Let him do what he's gonna do." He's made it this far. It's time for us to endure. If Neo doesn't reach his complete form, it has no meaning. So here's Jiro, young Jiro. Oh yeah. It's like, hey, you guys got a minute? I would like to talk. <laughs> and they're all, Jiro, it's time to murder you. And Jiro's like, wait a second, guys. Hang on. I don't mind killing you, but I want to have a discussion. Because if we fight, you know, the world could end up destroyed before you get to fulfill your awesome plan or whatever. And they say, you're too late. The world's going to end either way. I felt a pretty powerful aura coming from here. But it looks like Acacia's demon is active. So where is he? So I can talk to him. It's like, just don't waste your time. He's not, he's not sane. He just ate air. And we're surprisingly calm about that. <laughs> that <means God. laughs> they were all just standing there while he's pulling Damn. him apart piece by piece. They got my boy air. It's, I think this one is another. Um, it's yeah, just like we can all we can do is wait for the solar eclipse in a couple more days, and occasionally God and Neil will revive completely, and then our final goal comes after that. Though, so, in the days until the solar eclipse, there's a pretty good chance that occasionally will eat all of us anyway. So J- Jiro says that 500 years ago, it was you guys that roped Acacia into this, wasn't it? So what was your fi- your goal anyway? What's worth getting one of your friends eaten? <laughs> what is it that you're planning to do with that demon? And they all answer, kill it. And he's like, what? You've done that ages ago. <laughs> and they said that they're going to completely eliminate it from this dimension. But it would be more accurate to say that we'll seal it. Because gourmet cell demons will just endlessly resurrect if you kill them. So that's information that would have been good to know ages ago. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, in order to fully imprison it, you have to put it in a can of tuna. 
<laughs> see th- this this was some dragon ball shit this is <laughs> this re- this reminds me of like early dragon ball where everybody's like okay the only way we can seal away demon king piccolo is if we seal him in this rice cooker <laughs> that's the way you gotta do it so for that to work you have to not be missing a single cell you have to seal him in his perfect form which means his arms have to be air and pair his legs have been used in earth adam has to be his torso Center is his heart, another is his tongue, and God is his brain, apparently. That's interesting. Hmm. So, they say normally when a gourmet cell demon is revived, the parts that are revived are determined by the ingredient in the full course. But with a powerful and complicated demon and appetite like Neo, we can't predict the the parts that are revived, and it also requires a large amount of the full course. So he's like, you spent hundreds of millions of years finding it to revive it, so you could kill it. And um, News is like, you don't understand how dangerous that creature is. And Jiro's like, but does occasion know your goal? And like, it doesn't matter. It, you know, he does what he wants to do and we're going to murder him. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, why is he like that? So our true goal begins now, which is killing Acacia and stealing Neo. If you get in our way, we'll kill you too, Jiro. It's like, okay. I'll kill it. I'll kill Acacia today. And they're like, that's that's not... Do not listen to what we said. If you kill him now, he's gonna come back later to kill him at that precise moment when he has all this power. And he's like, well, you know, if you're saying that he's gonna devour all the world's creatures if he has the time, I can't just sit around here, you know, thumb up my ass doing nothing. And Adam's like, nope, we can't let you kill him until he eats God. He says, if you get in my way, you're just going to get killed. And Adam's like, don't get cocky. And he says, don't get cocky, Jiro, sorry. And then Jiro reaches into his own chest cavity. Sorry. <laughs> and he says, Jiro, how are you spelling it? And he's like, what? Who cares? It's Jiro. It doesn't matter how we spell it. All we're saying is that you can't kill Acacia like this. He says an ordinary human can't. And he's like, oh, okay. Compared to the name I've had all this time, I'm a completely different person. Um, And once he's pulled this blade out of his chest, he starts to transform, I guess, to this gross thing. It's like, my name is Jiro, the second wolf, a creature that was once known as the Rampaging Beast. I used to eat lizards all the time back in the day. I just love you guys. And they're all like, um... So, the next page is, um, Area 7, which uh, we've been to so many times. Uh, this, this, this was the best part. Chapter 341 upset me a bit. Um, so, Monkey Restaurant, these poor guys are just eating meat. Bambina was chilling somewhere in the background. And one of the pieces of the demon pops up. Oh, no. So, 341 <clears throat> is looking at the monkeys like, what is this? And the monkeys are looking at it like, what is this? <laughs> and the narrator is like, okay, since we don't have a name for it, this is going to be Demon A. Oh my god. So Demon A landed in the center of Area 7, where the Enbu Masters and Assistant Masters were eating. And it says the memories of food that were carved onto its cells didn't recognize the experts as enemies, but they were just food. And then it's just, you know, monkeys dying. So horrible deaths. Oh, I was so mad. Yes. Even though I did not know these monkeys personally, <laughs> it felt as though we were good friends, you know? 
They've been through a lot. They've thrown off the shackles of oppression. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> and now they can eat together as one family without worrying about giant, you know, gorilla mountain monsters stealing their food. Because they're on drugs now. <laughs> well, one of them. I, I, I wonder. I wonder how he's doing. But it probably doesn't matter because this thing's probably going to eat him too. Yeah. It's probably dead. So. Uh. Narita says that A didn't have a particular way of eating that it preferred. It bit things apart, it slurped them up, it sliced them into pieces, it melted them. It could kill in all sorts of ways. It's pretty efficient. But there was one way of eating that it preferred. And then you see um, Sword Fox Monkey. Sword Tail Fox Monkey. Esquire. Um, <laughs> its favorite way of killing was tormenting its prey to make it scared, and it would continue until the fear had reached its peak. And at that moment, it would corner its prey um, to the bitter end, and then eat it. But luckily for Swordtail Fox Monkey Esquire, Terry, or oh, whatever. Oh, oh, this yeah. was so good. I love this. It sliced um, the thing's tongue, freed Foxtail. Wait, freed Swordtail Fox Monkey Esquire, <laughs> and he had already passed out from at <laughs> the mouth and everything. It said this thing couldn't sense the slightest amount of fear from that wolf's eyes. Basically, Terry gives no fucks. Yep. So in that moment, the strongest wolf in history, the Battle Wolf, as well as two other kings that had the same eyes, so Terry, Kiss, and Quinn, in case you didn't know. Okay. In case you forgot they existed. Which is Hold up. When did <laughs> Kiss get a hair? No, Kiss. Yeah, Kiss got a mohawk. I, I, think, I think those are um, um, their ancestors. I don't think those are the actual. Okay, uh, I was about yeah. to say like. Yeah, I know. I thought the same. Did you go to? I I thought the Listen, same thing too. This has been through some things. Okay. <laughs> it was left on its own. To become you know. stronger, or like, uh, Coco was done with him. So. You know, he 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 didn't he didn't have that parental figure, so he went astray, and the <laughs> Mohawk represents that. He became a delinquent. <laughs> I want a manga about delinquent crows. Can this happen, please? That manga is already called Crow Zero. Like, okay, they're, but they're not they're not like actual crows. Yeah. But no, like, well, then I'm then I'm not interested. What are, crows, you do, what are you what are you doing? They're crows in spirits, and they're delinquent, and they go to a school, and all they do is fight each other all day. But I but I, I want I, I want a, I want a delinquent manga about crows like the crows in One Punch Man where you where the crows have like their crow body but they have like stick figure arms and legs growing out of them so they can actually run on the streets which is fucking <laughs> weird by the way. Sounds weird. Don't get me started on that. So <laughs> after their training through the they says that they hadn't completed their training with the Monkey King, but it turns out that they just remembered, you know, wait, wait a second, I'm the most badass. I have the strongest blood running through my veins, and what A was staring at motionlessly was not that, not these three that had the blood of the, the members of the Eight Kings running through their veins. He didn't care about that. It was about the thing that was approaching from behind him that didn't even have the word fear in its vocabulary. Oh my god, yes. I feel like he doesn't have any words in his vocabulary. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Probably not. So not only was there no fear, what it sensed from this creature was excitement. <laughs> the creature that appeared with its heart fluttering was, of course, one of the eight active kings, the strongest monkey, Monkey King Bambino, that's still smiling, by the way. And oh, it, it like, slap, scrape, punched it. <laughs> and it was bleeding. 
Because he can see the blood coming from his eye. He, like, knees this thing in the face and then slaps it away like, get the fuck out of here. So the creature understood immediately that it wasn't food, it was an enemy. Meanwhile, in Area 8, on Horse King Hill, the creature that landed there made its body expand to a huge size, which is how gigantic its enemy is. And it's still tiny, which is the best. Here is Horse King Heracles. Oh my god. So good. In each area, a member of the Eight Kings and the Full Course item made waves as they became active. In Area 6 and other surpassed the speed of light and gently disappeared into the back world. Yep. Uh, seeking it, the creature that landed in that ocean disappeared from the world in that moment. In that moment, The only creature that knew of its whereabouts, Will King Moon. Why is it a question? The King of the Sea? Maybe? Even the, <laughs> even the whale king itself didn't have the slightest idea of his own stomach connected to. Um, basically, it ate it and then forgot about it. I don't know. Area 5 for Acacia's meat dish news. That taste that could first become possible to comprehend by another. That taste that no one can normally understand in a centrally real way. It set adrift in that area. The creature that landed there had to take on the largest number of enemies. Among eight kings, the forest that, that expands around its horns is the foremost nest of mighty beasts in gourmet world. Oh, uh, in order to keep the truly dangerous dare king from getting enraged, these are the ones that fight. So there's a fire bear, a war dragon, and an octopus mammoth, because that's what we need in life. We need all of those. So in Area 4, Acacia's desert, Earth, was condensing all of the sweet taste on the face of the Earth and overflowing just like soft serve ice cream. This is gross. Let's not describe it like that. One could by no means say that the creature landed there had good luck, because that which is said to mean death to all that see it, the face of King Mother Snake was quietly sneering, staring in its direction. Oh boy. I love how the Heavenly Kings were expected to fight these things. Come on, show. From its deadly poison waterfall that flows into the most dangerous environment in Gourmet World, the creature that landed there instantly grew wings. If it didn't fly away, it would be killed. Because those things that entered the stinking shadow cease thinking and slowly die. The devil bird that created the shadow of death that could create a poison water spout with one flap of its wings. The sky gang leader that is the master of all the gourmet world skies. The crow king, Emperor Crow. And one that could sense all the waves in gourmet worlds by smell. This douche. <laughs> oh my god! in area two and um what's his face oh my god i actually forget his name star june yeah i think he says it in like the next page or whatever but it just whatever it's like i I don't care it's like this sensation i've sensed it before if i don't plug up my nostrils i'll end up learning it all by smell which is all of the world and star june is just i don't know what's happening why are we talking (laughs) and there's the battle wolf and say, you're really strong, aren't you, Terry? You guys' bosses are awesome. Thanks to them that I remembered the me from two years ago. Yes, th- thanks to them, my in- internal conflict that we spent almost no time really <laughs> fleshing out has now been complete. <laughs> yep. And Starjun is like, wait, what's happening? And then his watch phone rings, and it's Komatsu. And as the note helpfully reminds us, it's been a while. Yes. Oh, boy. So, chapter 342, which you have not seen at this point. Yep, yeah, man, okay, I'm scared. I would like to welcome you into the bullshit. Okay. So, (laughs) 342, 
there's this crustacean beast rock mimic, mm-hmm. which someone drew. So two years earlier in Gourmet World, here was Toriko in the shirt, which he doesn't have in the last chapter. It's been destroyed. He's standing on a cliff. He's smelling. He smells into oblivion. <laughs> and he realizes that over there is where he needs to go. Concentrating harder than he ever had before, he raises his sense of smell to its limits. And it easily showed him his destination. It's like, I'm coming for you, Komatsu. Toriko didn't realize it himself, but in the year and a half from when he left the human world, he was constantly releasing his most powerful aura. And when he inhaled, information from all over the world turned itself into scent and entered his mind through his nostrils. It was all so confusing and terrible. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm already not liking this. That he had to plug up his nose when he was resting or he couldn't sleep. His feelings of protecting Komatsu, even at risk to his life, prevented him from picking dangerous routes. But Toriko and Komatsu didn't always pass through safe zones. And many of the powerful beasts in Gourmet World avoided Toriko. Later on, uh, Midora spoke about Toriko as he was then, because this happened and no one knew about it. I guess this is when he confronted him. He says, at that time, I'd not simply handed over the youngster, Komatsu. Uh, Sergeant's like, what do you think would have happened? He would have been taken by force. And maybe I would not have gotten through that unscathed. Not against the man he was then. That level of drive and resolve, I sensed. But I can't say for how much the man was aware of it. He says it's nothing more than lip service. No one could have been blamed for... No one could have blamed me for giving that answer. I'd actually fought Toriko half a year before then, after all. And Sergeant says, but now I can tell quite clearly that though they were half flattery, it wasn't lies. This is the Toriko that Midora had commanded back then. And now Toriko says all of the garbage. Oh, so it's no. like, I smell it like the gravity of a giant planet, all the events going on around the world, Acacia's full course, it's starting to turn into something huge, and we have to wait for the eclipse. For God, it's the end game. It's like, Starjun, my nose has given me an answer. Oh my God, is he going to find God through smell? Yes, he's like, God is going to appear somewhere nearby. Oh and Starjun's like... <laughs> Sergeant is like, what? I don't blame him. I'm, I'm, I, I have that same reaction. What the fuck? Area two, he says, is an area with a collection of all kinds of different environments because he knows this. Climates, ecosystems, and everything is completely different. Worlds are scattered all over, but at a glance, this island with nothing unusual about it is the one giving off the most intense smell. Isn't that right, Battle Wolf? Urgh. Sir, even you, one of the eight kings, is on this island. No, the truth is narrator the battle wolf is confidence the awakening two years earlier the throb that all members of the eight kings reacted to was this man oh my the god tiny face and the huge neck <laughs> jesus christ a presence that seemed as though it could cause a natural disaster an energy that pulsated like magma that the black battle wolf felt so it's actually not you is it the real member of the eight kings you're the number two of the pack the young boss you came to scout this tasty smelling island, your boss with its overwhelming power, the current active wolf king. It was you, wasn't it? And then there's a giant wolf king and all sorts of other eyes behind it. And there's wolf king Guinness, because of course it is. That, that's actually pretty fucking cool, though. So <clears throat> the, nar- the narrator, he's like, just like how large-scale changes in the Earth's crust have no malice, Toriko, of course, had none either. Sure. And neither did Guinness. Both of them step forward to fight, because even natural disaster things with no will have causes, and they happen as a result of interacting forces. You say so, bro. As is, the fact that Toriko had obtained the gigantic power, and that he had remembered that power at this, so really? 
You had the superpower, but you didn't remember that you had it, so you weren't using it. <laughs> well, I mean, he didn't know he had another demon inside of his hair, apparently, so why the fuck not? So those two powers, like two meteorites, were approaching each other. They were going to collide, and that was inevitable. And Stardew is standing there, like, why am I here? Why am I here? <laughs> like, these two are going to punch each other, and nothing's going to happen to them, but I'm going to die. <laughs> says, but if there was a clear switch that triggered both of their actions, that was appetite. So for a fight to eat God, Toriko says, you don't need any other reason. So let's go at it with all we've got, strongest of all wolves. And says, okay, battle wolf. And the one that always flips my main switch is... It in the face. That, that's fucking cool. I don't give a shit what anyone <laughs> says. So it's Komatsu, apparently, that flips his switch. He's like, you, sh- you sure took a while. How's it going over there? And he's all naughty nose and crying eyes because he always is. Did did his hair get longer? What's co- yes, mm. it did. Oh no! Please don't tell me time. It's, like it's been a long time. Oh They've no! No no! Safely completed the cooking of another, and we're about to oh. head over there, and we're taking slime sign with us. And he's like, "Wait a second! First of all, dawn comes before slime, but I don't care. Time to think of me is just a natural disaster that's filled with malice. Just to." You know, go against everything the narrator just said about natural disasters, not having malice. And everyone looks tired. And, um, what is her name? So uh, Smith Girl. Oh, um, uh, Milk? Looks super happy. And. Stoked to be there. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Did... everyone, everyone else kind of looks, like, tired. Okay, I'm like... mad that this person in the front with the light hair and, like, the face piercings. It's like slob squatting. <laughs> <laughs> it's just See, like that person is on the cover of their rap album, and everyone else is just photobombing them. Apparently, one, one of one of these characters looks like they're wearing a Santa hat. Yeah, what the hell is that? I'm pretty sure they are. We'll never find out what any of this is about. I'm pretty sure. I'm so mad. Well, all of your the boy Abutori got the facial hair. Did 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 they go through like a time skip and everybody else just didn't know it? What the fuck is going on? Well, like a couple chapters back, they were saying how there's special like time bubbles they make to cook certain things because it's gonna take a long time, so they slow time down. So they were probably in there for literal years, and Kamatsu's hair is like down his back. So, <laughs> oh my, oh my God, he ooh. Yeah, he does have long hair. They're probably all like a hundred plus years old now because nobody can die apparently. Yes. I just can't get over Milk's facial expression. Like, why? Why are you so excited? And everyone else is just. Oh bummed. my god! Do you see how big um Yoon got? Yep. Yeah. That's wow. Okay. My son. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Yoon is pretty cute, but. So, so is Don Slime the guy with all the facial hair up at the top? The grizzly yeah. guy? Okay. He's not meant well, to be. Yeah, he did. Um, he was like a tiny little blob thing. You know, throwing. And then he like morphed into this enormous ox king thing. <laughs> and this is um, Ichiru's demon that's somehow on his so- so so here this is what I'm confused about. So so one of so is one of them looks like thing? well <laughs> I don't know. I'm like I'm still trying to process all this shit. Um so so one of them looks like they're wearing a Santa hat. Looks like there's a giant present in the background. Did like did they did oh, they just the get done celebrating? 
The president in the background is another, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Pr- probably. I was going to say, did like did they just get done celebrating Christmas? Well, like, probably. But don't forget that the, the cooking festival was going on also. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it's like Christmas for them. I don't know. Oh, my God. I have so many things to say. Please go on while I kind of, like, organize my thoughts, too. Okay. I'll save my complaints for this chapter. Um, All right. What did I write? Okay, so, like, first of all, this box that they have another in looks like gold, so that's probably, like, everything that has to deal with the, whatchamacallit, the full course. Yeah. Oh my god, it's all gold. Maybe? Oh, and my friend told me that Kamatsu has the gold can. What? What? That they're supposed to put Neo in? Do we know that for sure? Yes! I'm so mad that I didn't see that. It's like, has he he always had it? All the way back to when they first were going to the Hex Food World or whatever, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, and they were in the octopus, and they were going through those tunnels on their way there. Mm. They were like picking up all this treasure. Yeah. Matsu picked up a gold tuna can. And what kept the? F- it. Whoa! I'm gonna have to go back and take. I a look was at so that later. angry when I saw that. I was like, "Are you kidding me?" And my friend's like, "Well, you know how Shimu is," and I'm just like, "No, <laughs> I do not. You can't use I- this man with anything." See, I don't, I don't know if that's an ass pull or not. Like, that's kind of, that's kind of amazing in a way. See, if this was, if this was any other author, I would feel like it was plotted out <laughs> and pre-scripted. Like that was an intentional, like Easter egg thing. Like you would have seen him grab this can and you would have dismissed it because Komatsu's an idiot. And then later on, because of his gourmet cells or whatever. Um, he always picks the right thing that he needs to be able to cook properly. And you'd be like, that's fine. But in this manga, it, fe- it just feels like an asshole. Because like, they'll yeah. find all kinds of random stuff in there. But then again, like, Kamatsu, uh, Kamatsu has more food luck, quote-unquote, than Toriko, so, like, everything comes to him. Yeah. I'm, I'm just I'm just kind of used to that with Kamatsu at this point, I'll I don't be know, honest. It's starting to drive me crazy, because it's like... <laughs> Tariko does all the fighting, and then come up. It's like they're one character split in half. It's like the you know how like um, I'll use Luffy, I guess. But like Luffy has Gold Roger's hat. He gets friends by accident, basically. He ha- basically has like dumb luck, and then he like beats the shit out of his enemies. Then it's like Tariko is like he does all the the fighting and losing limbs and. He should have emotional trauma, but it's not fleshed out. And then Kamatsu's just like, I might die once or twice, but I get to stay alive and do all the other social stuff. I get friends by accident. Everybody loves me. <laughs> and like, I don't know. Everyone wants to kidnap me. Yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. But anyway, I'm mad. I'm super mad. Because <laughs> like, okay, first of all, I was enjoying Blue Girl finally. Yeah, I was too. And I, I swore we were going to have, like, a redo of the cooking fest because we didn't get to see that because Neo and the Bushokai had to blow everything up. And then I was like, okay, so things are going smoothly, you know. And then she was like, nah, I don't feel like drawing this. I'm just going to have stuff happen elsewhere. 
it's 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 like it's like he got tired of like actually pacing out the story well for once. Exactly. Like he seriously has a problem. <laughs> <laughs> like I think I think Shimabukuro might have ADD. I mean, who knows? He might have it. The stuff that he's coming up with, I just I mean, we already knew Turko was, like, the special one because he has two demons, and he tried to ask Kaka about it, and she was like, no, that's weird, nobody has that. <laughs> <laughs> and Turko's in the background sweating, like, oh my god. So, like, he's already an anomaly, so. But then, like, I don't know, I wrote this big, long complaint, and <laughs> the cooking fest thing, he basically repeated it and skipped through it with nonsense. And then we learned new things. Like, I was grateful for that, but <laughs> he didn't have to do us like that. Like, you had the whole thing with the ghosts and all of that just to not talk about it. Exactly. And then I felt invested with that dumb kid. <laughs> for, like, oh, yeah. Minute. And he's like, my mother, she's cooking this and that. And, like, your mother's dead, idiot. <laughs> <laughs> you and your fucked up tongue. Oh, and God. now he's dead, apparently. And then all this information we got between that when that was like clear, like took over the storyline for a moment. It was like we already knew that the the nitro, the blue ones, were doing like experiments when we were back in the hex food world. It's like, oh, this is why people have gourmet cells. And then we learned that the nitro may probably like okay. The connection I tried to make was that they were experimenting on humans so they could find. Neo. So they were like, who's gonna have Neo? It's like, I've been watching the X-Files and I'm like seeing so many connections now, it's making me crazy. <laughs> like the junk DNA thing and like turning it on and now like Tariko has like a switch. <laughs> and it's just like, stop this. So the gourmet cells or whatever, they were like trying to process through them. Like basically like if you're going through Easter eggs and you're like opening them looking for the right candy or money. <laughs> so with Neo, they hit the jackpot, and it's like, okay. I don't know, it's just weird. Because, like, they must have been doing this for, like, years and years and years. Because, like, it seemed like gourmet cells just travel around the universe looking for good food. And it just so happens they get to this planet and luck out and decide to cook the whole thing so they can feed him and then seal him away. It's just weird. <laughs> but anyway, for this chapter... I was wondering, like, a couple of chapters ago, like, because you know how Shinbu was displaying everybody's all the strength, so, like, look at this gnarly little lizard frog monster thing that jumped off of Neo's back, <laughs> and look how strong it is and smart it is, and then look how unstoppable Neo is. So I'm like, I was like, Turuko's always been, like, five steps behind um, Starjun, getting bodied. Every, like, every fight he's had was, like, a close call. And now all of a sudden, oh, you know, he had a flashback. <laughs> he knows who he is now. And he can fight better than ever. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> and like, as if that wasn't bad enough, he's got to be like, oh, Kamatsu's his switch. And I'm just like, okay. Like, if you want them to be gay together, just do it. <laughs> <laughs> because it's like, they're soulmates, but as friends. <laughs> so so they're, they're platonic soulmates. Yeah. And like... Sure. But I still don't, I don't like the imbalance of it, because, like, Kamatsu does basically, like, it looks like Turiwa does so much for Kamatsu, but, like, honestly, Kamatsu has, like, all the luck in the world. He would have been fine without Turiko. 
And Toriko would have probably like been dead without Komatsu. Like Komatsu, like it's so imbalanced. It's driving me crazy, and it's just, it's just I don't like it. <laughs> Cause like I don't even know. It's like having well, I don't, I never read or watched Ushio and Tora, but like it's like you have a pet demon guy person that you hang out with, and you just sit back and let them do all the stuff. <laughs> See, I, I was I was just thinking when we just finished the the last chapter that Komatsu sort of looks like the main character of that series. Yeah, I, I noticed that too. Because I've seen like pictures and gifs and I'm just like, oh my god. Oh, it's because I, I don't know. I think it's because I'm like so attached to Terigo and I have all these like ideas about what his full person would be like if he was written better. <laughs> so I'm like, it's so unfair. <laughs> It's like he's a smart. Well, he's intellectual, even though he does dumb shit all the time. Because you know he's he, he's he's the protagonist of a shonen manga. He's he he has to be consistently reckless. Yeah, he's reckless. So like you would think he would be able to just figure out different ways to control his gourmet cells, since he can just grow limbs now and have demons jump out of him and all that. And like I don't know, I it, it would be so much better to me if he just was the one who took control of it and didn't need some kind of out outside source. Cause then like even though like Turco's attached to Komatsu so much, like if he dies again for good, Turco would probably break down and not do anything. But like if he wasn't so attached to him, well he wouldn't have a person to do his switch business anyway. Cause he's not really attached to anybody else like that. No, not even his fiance or I'm just <laughs> uh I'm just mad. What do I write? Komatsu's his only like motivation, to be honest, besides food. Yeah, that's 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 about right. And I don't know. I was just giving myself excuses to hate on Komatsu. I do like Komatsu as a character. It's just like this relationship is starting to like be weird to me. See, I I like Kom. I I I don't know. Like. I I guess I like Komatsu, but I I think I would like him more if he. If if his main role wasn't being the plot device, because that's because that's what he's always felt like to me. Yeah, like I don't know. Basically, he drove the the pair arc, and then when he when Turco was fighting Stardew, it was over Komatsu. <laughs> and when Turco pretty much died that time, how many times has he died? Probably not as many times as Komatsu. No, he's died more than Komatsu. Well, he's been closer to death. That time when he starved to death, when Tom yeah. God beat his ass, yeah. when, um, what else did he do? He got his face chopped off, um, what else happened? Komatsu only died twice, Toriko has at least died three or four times. See, I feel like, I feel like Toriko's been close to death, that's the thing, I feel like Komatsu has actually died more than Toriko, but and then again, then, with, like him dying wasn't really dying. He came that back was, to life. That was yeah. just like things that Tepe did so they could achieve the thing. Yep, that's and true. Like you said earlier, it's, it's a plot device. Like Komatsu isn't a real person so much as he's a motivation, and he's the button that you need to press to win. Like he's the cheat code, basically. Yeah. Yeah. When you get into a tight spot, just activate Komatsu, and then, you know... <laughs> He's a trend <laughs> Oh, yeah, when... Wait, I said... Starved to death. He got his face chopped off. 
And then, who's the other one that. Tomrod beat his ass. Starjun beat his ass. Starjun beat his ass again. And again. <laughs> that's. Alright, six times. <laughs> um, what else did he do? I think that's about it. Star Probably. Jun just really wants to know why am I in this manga? Starjun's really. I don't feel bad for him, but. I, I, I would feel bad for him if I gave a shit about him. <laughs> yeah. Well, I feel bad for him. Because he's, he's like, consistently overwhelmed at every turn. Ever since that mask came off, he's just been like, what's happening? <laughs> he probably should have put that mask back on so he could, you know, deal with what's going on. That mask his way is of just, coping. That mask is holding all of his shit together. And once the mask came off, like, all of his shit went everywhere. <laughs> See, now I want to think that Star June with the mask on, that's like, I, I want to think that he has like, like some kind of personality disorder. <laughs> so he puts it on and he's another man. Yeah, exactly. Maybe the mask just gives him some confidence and like, he can handle his day to day and he can handle working for Midora and all these other things with the mask on. With the mask off. Like, Midora's personality is just, like, overwhelmingly soul-crushing. <laughs> and you're just there, like... Because at one point, he was basically, like, the only person left working for Midora. And him and Alfaro. Yeah. And you're just like, I want to leave, but if I leave, he might kill me. <laughs> but he does like Midora. He, like, looks up to him. No, but, like, maybe you're thinking in the back of your mind, you know, everyone else left, so there must be something to this leaving thing. <laughs> there there must have been some way they didn't get killed. Midora was, like, super depressed this whole time. He's just sitting there, like, man. Look at me, like, four months ago, I had an empire, and now it's just, like, this douche and this other guy, my butler. <laughs> I'm so mad, because, like, even though that's messed up, like, Midora has the most cohesive storyline. <laughs> that, that's, holy shit, that's true. Like, honestly, I feel like Midora or Kamasu should be the actual main character. I feel like Midora's gonna get killed, and we're all gonna be like, no, Yo, I I'm guess. gonna cry if he dies. And then that's gonna leave Jiro looking crusty. Get the <laughs> <laughs> what makes you think he's not gonna die also? I mean... Well, he did say himself he would die. Because, like, this last chapter is basically set up for Toriko to be the hero of it all, right? Everybody go and die. <laughs> yeah. So, for him to be the hero of it all, he has to arrive late, which is the first thing. Yep. Mm. And he has to arrive just in time to see someone getting murdered. Mm-hmm. Um, someone important to him. I don't know. So, because, like, it sets an <laughs> Somebody fake important. <laughs> like, like, Komatsu can't die, or almost die, again at this point, because it's... Like, seriously, it's like, fool me once, shame on you. <laughs> fool me twice, shame on me. Fool me three times, what the fuck's going on? This is bullshit. It's fool me three times, fuck the peace sign, load the shop and let it rain on you. Okay? Oh, there you go. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's J. Cole. Um, I, I've never heard that before, but I'm going to take your word for it. I think it's his song, Get Off My Dick. I but I can't it. remember I just hope Tepe doesn't die. I feel like he'll live. Like, this man's poet. <laughs> Tepe is like the runaway master. He's gonna be fine. <laughs> oh my god, what if, like, it ends and, like, it's only Tepe left from, like, everything? And he's, like, writing a memoir. <laughs> he's like, I know these crazy motherfuckers. So the song is No Role Models. 
Um, All right, there you go. I would um, love it if the, this the story ends and like Earth is like the Adventure Time Earth, with <laughs> it's like a massive hole chewed out of it, and <laughs> Tepe is just like sitting on the moon, <laughs> right? Like, and he like turns to the camera at the very end and is like. And this is the story of how Earth Earth was made unlivable and its entire population destroyed. Oh and I'm the only one that remains. Oh my god. Because Except- I got out of Dodge. <laughs> <laughs> I tried no. to bring this Nakauma kid, but he, he terrified himself to death. <laughs> oh my god, it's like they were on the rocket to the moon. And Nakaume is looking out, and he just dies right there. <laughs> Tafei's like, don't die on me, man. <laughs> oh my god. God, just hasn't had any real role in the story. No. I feel like. He hasn't, like, he pretty much hasn't had lines for one. He said, then, like, ten things. He got abducted to be a chef. He got ab- did he get abducted by Medora originally and then got abducted by Joa? No, Joa Or just got abducted by Joa first. Okay, so he got abducted by Joa to help Joa cook, cook the earth. And I assume that involved cooking people because that's what the Blue Nitro were doing. So exactly. he was out there helping them to cook people and he saw, he saw Acacia and he lost his mind. They're like, okay, this guy is loose, useless. Just lock him up somewhere. <laughs> I mean, uh, that that one other friend of Komatsu's that oh, used okay. to be a part of. I thought you hated. <laughs> probably like they. He's he's obviously not important anymore. They left him in like Medora's one of Medora's hideouts, and the place was like falling apart. Oh, that's right. That's right. He was just like okay. sitting there, and he told the story, and I was just like, nobody cares. It's like. I feel like he probably got left behind back in the human world. Good. <laughs> because he's a horrible human being. He was terrible anyway. No, I agree. No, no, dis- no disagreement it. there. They were just like, I-, I guess. I guess you can live. <laughs> sure, why not? <laughs> Whatever. Oh my god. I'm just so mad. I just hate, hate this so much. <laughs> First of all, you didn't know you had these powers, even though you did know. And then... <laughs> <laughs> when you punch a battle wolf in the face and then say, right, battle wolf? Like, afterwards, like, you didn't just punch it. You're only using the red demon. The blue demon's still a wild card. Like, that shit might just pop out of his stomach and kill him. I hope the battle wolf, like, instantly mauls his face off. Because what do you think this is? Like, I walk in here and instead of, like, a hello, you punch me in the face? Like, I'm not the god of this world? No. Toriko's not very good at social norms. He's no. not! He had, like, one friend before he met Komatsu, and that was Tom. Yeah, what's Tom doing right now? Tom Can we is just smart and staying the fuck away from Toriko. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of just want Shimabu to get tired of this storyline and just make the manga all about Tom. <laughs> and just make it a slice of life, like, huh, what? I wonder what Toriko's doing. He's like, <laughs> like a nuclear bomb off in the distance, and Tom's like... Oh okay, it <laughs> just goes about his day. Even though, and then like, and then like three months later, he's like, "Man, I haven't gotten a call from Toriko in a while. Oh, Guess he's dead." <laughs> oh my oh, god! Wow. 
don't get me wrong, I still love Turku. It's just that the situation season that he's in right now, I just, I can't. I just don't like the way the story's being handled. Like, how did we get here? How do you jump this far? Who knows? I can't even... I, it's not a straight line that you can follow. It's just like... It's not like... You can't go back and go, this happened, and then this happened, and that's why this happened. It's more like three simultaneous events happened. And I guess this thing that they say in the past is the reason why all this stuff happened. Is there still all, like, the gourmet Big Bang was a thing, and that made, you know, gourmet energy or whatever, and I'm like, no, it didn't. <laughs> like, Totoriko's storyline at this point is as linear and straightforward as, like, three separate roller coasters that somehow ram into each other and then make a bigger roller coaster somehow, <laughs> and then it just kind of goes from there. I, just, I don't understand it. I give up. I'm gonna let Bicky like puzzle over it, and then when we record the next episode, she'll explain to me what happened. You know, actually, I, I forgot to mention earlier. I feel like if if Tepe were the only one left alive, I I feel like Shimabu uh, Shimabu would give him some kind of some kind of ass pull to be able to cause cause he's a gourmet reviver. Yeah. So I so I feel like he would give him some kind of stupid ability to just revive everybody and just fix the earth. Or almost to that point of ridiculousness. We're like a foot away. Just just a foot. We are we are close. What I want to happen is freaking I don't know. Just delete what happened. <laughs> <laughs> Take it all the way back to before this second act started and be like, let's start over guys. That was a fever dream. <laughs> you didn't see anything. Well, now, now here's here's a good question. Did did you did you actually like anything about these couple of chapters, Beaky? Oh well, yeah, I liked Medora's um, little interaction with Joa, and I always enjoy seeing Tariko's face, no matter how bad I want to punch it. And <laughs> um, I saw Ichiru's face. No, that's my yeah. father-in-law. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then I guess. That was it. <laughs> See, I don't know. I guess my my enjoyment for a lot of these chapters just kind of came from seeing characters like Tepe and Jiro. I like seeing them again, and I like the fact that Tepe isn't a bad guy. And I I actually like like I mentioned earlier, I do like how Komatsu's little bullshit way of coming back to life back in the pair arc through that charm that Mappy the Frog gave him. Which, by the way, where is he? And then second, I um, assume dead. Because probably, probably. I like how that's sort of explained in these uh, batch of chapters, so it, it doesn't feel like complete bullshit, but it's still like, okay, whatever. Like, it makes about as much sense as anything else. But I, I still feel bad because it's like, oh, yeah, these these balls here are going to die in your place, but what sucks is, oh, there's another soul that's going to die instead of you. That's kind of horrible, but whatever. They're already dead. Doesn't I mean, matter. Who cares about those other souls? They're unimportant. Exactly, and that that entire chapter with uh, with all of the animals fighting and all of all of the different little creatures that were a part of Neo landing in other areas was kind of cool. That one was nasty. I hate that stuff. <laughs> it looks like skin crawl. Like it's some ointment. Like what are you doing? And more Bambina is always nice. Like that was probably the best part of that entire chapter. 
I want Bambina to be the one to just come in and just kill everybody. I would accept that. I would too. I just, I just can't. Like, oh, you don't have really <laughs> I want Ichiro because they keep having all these spirits jumping out. Like, first of all, Don Slime, you ain't got no body to be hiding in, but you're just walking around like it's normal. So can't Ichiro's soul just come out and be like, "Hey guys, I- Ichi Ryu has just been there all along, just watching from the back channel. Like this is getting good. Like watch Don Slime have a pair of pants, and then he just <laughs> pulls something out, and they're like, "Yo, what's that in your pocket?" And he's like, "Oh, it's Ichiro," and he like pulls him out, <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "He's here to help." He's like, "Oh, I thought you was dead. Yeah, yeah, I'm dead." It's like okay, like like anything makes sense in this world anyway. I mean, we got. Cable in the center of the earth, and see, I see, see at some point, golden Christmas boxes. <laughs> see, at, see at some point during the pair arc, I remember I was not okay with anything going on, but then stuff started to kind of make sense, and I, I've been kind of okay with how things have been going for a while. It seemed like the story was being told at a like reasonable, straightforward, normal pace. Yeah, and then this happened. Yep. And then, like, all all this stuff is really cool, and it's moving the story, but it's like, I, I just, I don't like how all this shit now, with all the chefs, just kind of happens off screen. Like, I, I don't I, really, man. I just kind of like how, and by like, I mean, hey, how he just threw in that whole um, Joa using, um, I forget what Joa called it, but using the thing to slow down time, and then explaining that it slows down time. Mm-hmm. So that when he tosses out all the cooks at the end of the arc later, in the passage of what's probably only been one day, and they all look older and they're done making air and Yoon is taller, and expects us to just buy it because I said so. That's totally is that that's that's gonna be what's gonna happen. That makes sense. How much older are they? Probably, oh, that, that's, man. probably a year, two years. It's probably not a lot. Mm. But it would be pretty funny if if Komatsu went from being a guy that was nearly thirty to being like fifty. <laughs> and Toriko's like, "Yeah, you're kind of too old. I don't want to hang with you anymore." Sorry. <laughs> It'd be like hanging out with my dad, who's dead, probably. <laughs> oh my god, that still bothers me. Like your dad died, you died twice, you got your body mutilated. You were depressed for like a year, and then you run into the random wilderness and come back, okay? <laughs> yeah, because he he went into the world and found himself, and then he rescued Komatsu, and now he's all right. Until that time when he thought Tepe killed Komatsu, and then he lost. Then he lost her. He needs a different coping skill. <laughs> he needs a coping skill. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, usually I say you need to find God, but no. No, let, leave God alone wherever it's gonna surface. Don't eat it. It's probably a bad idea. It might drive you insane. Literally, and you'll have like a Metroid growing on your head. That is so nasty. Like, I'm so mad. I can't express how mad I am. And I feel like it's unjustified. I guess because I'm like, I want to believe in this manga and then there's dumb stuff like this. <laughs> it's illegal. <laughs> legal. <laughs> and then Charles, ah, oh, just kill him. <laughs> I mean, I, I think at the, I, I, like me personally, at the very least, I, st- I still, obviously, I'm invested enough in the st- in the manga to one podcast about it, and then two, 
you know, I want to I, I want to keep reading this enough to know what what God is going to look like and what that's going to end up being. And then honestly, I feel like I feel like we are like we're really getting to the end game. And I feel I, like I, I feel like God is like Rin. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, no. I just oh, think no. That they have to eat Rin. Good. But you know what? <laughs> I'd accept that. Honestly, I don't care about her. Because the more chapters I read, no matter the subject matter, I'm like, Tariko does not give a shit about her. He doesn't care about anyone, really. His life flashes before his eyes. She doesn't show up. When he was dying like three, four other times, who's the first person he thinks about? Komatsu, and then the other kings, and then Ichiro, then her, and Tom. And it's like, okay. <laughs> well, see, then him, her and Tom are like, normal life people like his normal life best friend and his normal life like love of his life will be rin and tom but unfortunately he doesn't live that normal life so they kind of are in the background at all times okay but then there's more evidence i look in the data book the relationship chart there is nothing going to rin from tariko well when was this when was this data book made like this past May or the May before. Oh, really? Huh. Yeah, it was recent. It was like time skip stuff. That's okay. Weird. Maybe he forgot about it. That's he probably did. But the thing is, it's like there's no evidence ever at all anywhere. Well, it's just like either she's insane or he posts <laughs> to her. And you know what? I, I feel like I should be in, I feel like I should be offended for Tom because you place him under Rin. I don't think that's fair. No, I didn't Tom put him I didn't I did not put him under Rin. I put them on the same level. <laughs> no, I no, put, no. I'm No, I know. I'm, I'm talking about Beaky. Well, oh. I mean like <laughs> when he I don't know what I had to find what pages it was. But like when he was starving and he died on the bubble road, there was like a picture of everybody and it was just like I think maybe Tom did come after. But why? But Rin was right next to Sonny. Toriko associates her with Sonny. Like, it's not like... I don't understand the logic behind I, me. See, I, I well, think maybe that... that's just because he focuses too much on the wrong appetite and needs to focus on the other one. <laughs> and then she'll pop up some more. Does he have that of course, Of course he does. <laughs> it's a children's manga, though. What do you want? <laughs> God, I I feel like I'm I'm going through the same pains I am with Toriko that I that I'm that I actually am currently with uh, with um, with My Little Pony because we're <laughs> and and let and hear me out. We we've been um we, we've been, we've been kind of reviving the uh, another podcast to help my friend do the Pony Bits podcast, and I'm I'm going through these same pains with Toriko now where it's like I I expect Toriko to be written in a certain way in a way that makes sense, in a way that's reasonable. But then, like you said, Foxy, then I remember, wait, this is a children's manga. This is this is a shonen manga. W- what do I expect? I mean, there's nothing there's nothing wrong with expecting more. That's it's true. Just, yeah, but it shouldn't be surprised when you get crap. <laughs> <laughs> it's just that yeah. they, the, they tend so often, which is sad in in and of itself, but to like assume that their audience can't handle complex storylines, so you just get garbage. I mean, it it's it's weird because I I still enjoy it, but it's it's still stupid. Yeah, I hope I get another angry letter from somebody. You 
Probably don't don't worry if if we if I keep posting on Reddit, we might. We just might. I feel like a lot of the, like outside of the people I talk to, like every Tariko fan is like some annoying, like super macho guy, and they're dumb. And they're just, well, like, I mean, the main character. Yeah, but is has kind to... of <laughs> some annoying super macho guy. So probably. But at least Tariko's smart and has money. And is attractive on like a ton of these people. But anyway. <laughs> I'm just so disappointed. That's what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why I'm surprised. Just take me back to Ice Hell. Like, <laughs> that was the best. Tariko's character development, like, he was, a, like, you could see he was a person. And now it's just like. I can smell the internet. <laughs> I know everything now. God's gonna appear right there. It's like the X Files or something, and it's just like you're standing there, and you're like, "This isn't real," and then it happens, and you're like, "This is still not real." I don't. You never know. Like, you, like you never like Shimabukuro could be, could maybe could be getting tired of writing Toriko, and that's probably the reason why he's probably rushing through a lot of the shit. He should be counting his blessings. <laughs> this man had. Like two other manga, and they got shut down <laughs> because he's a derb pervert. He should be glad he's gotten this far. He shouldn't throw it into the trash with nonsense. But I mean, th- there's also the argument that you could make where you ask just how how popular really is Toriko at the moment? I have because no it, its popularity, I think, really fluctu- fluctuates. Sometimes it's it's yeah. really weird. It's it's hard to gauge. I think I know in Japan, like it's decent. I mean, it's surviving, but like <laughs> yeah, that's I feel like that's the only place it's gonna survive. Cause like, well, there's Korean fans too because they watch anime. So hey, maybe maybe Toriko should should get a get an anime revival and then do another crossover with One Piece because that worked the first two times totally. That crossover was garbage the second one absolute garbage it was like it was like the uber mensch thing from the x-files came up and took a dump and animated it beaky you and me are gonna do a recap of those crossovers at some point i'm glad that you left me out of it (laughs) because because i i know you wouldn't want to be a part of it it's painful even for me and i'm like so thirsty for tariko media I mean, hey, Foxy, if you want to be a part of it, you're more than I welcome. I do not. You guys, <laughs> you guys can enjoy yourselves. <laughs> like, it's bad enough I have the anime on DVD. Oh my god. Well, the movie was fun, though. I like that. <laughs> you mean the, the second movie? Yeah, the second movie's the fun. Sunshine you... Tariko. <laughs> that, that, was, that was actually a really good, like, as, as far as Shonen Jump movies yeah. go, that was, that was actually really enjoyable. I love that movie, because... Tariko gets beat up really bad and <laughs> almost dies. Like I'm <laughs> like I, I was really expecting it to be shitty. Me too. I had I had, I had really low expectations for that movie. And I had fun. I had fun too. <laughs> oh my god. Uh I don't know. Does anyone else have anything to say? Oh, okay. I had something else. Okay. I forgot why I wrote this. I think it was on one of my um, posts. It was like he named this this part of the story the second act, and I'm just like, why? If it's <coughs> like oh, he's claiming Endgame and all that other nonsense, 
but there's no time to be like I don't know. I think that like right before the final battle, there might be like a huge like in real life break, and then he'll be like, "Now we're back, party time, everybody, let's get going." And it's Rico's gonna fight Neo, and the Earth gonna explode, and everybody dies or something, and the end. So, oh, the the, fin- the finale for Toriko so like, is going it's going to be something. Yeah, so like. I feel like what years did we? How many years did we say it was gonna take? Like like two. I think so, probably. That's so dumb. <laughs> he should have at least gone for three, so like to end on the tenth year. Like it's gonna be ugly and be like eight years long. Uh, honestly, at at the rate this is going, I I feel like this could end in like another year. I know it's making me crazy. Like what am I gonna do with my life? You could. You'll find something. Well, actually, I have the X Files now, so. You could. <laughs> Hey, I mean, just you could you could always read Detective Conan. That'll take up all of your time. Oh, that will definitely be the rest of your life. Yeah. I don't know if I'm ready for that. <laughs> hey, I I didn't think I was ready for it either, but I'm just saying what it's pretty good. I read? <laughs> I'm, you 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 will find something. There's always something out there. I'm gonna kill Teriko. I feel I feel like that's the end note that we end every podcast on is well Beaky's gonna kill Toriko. I thought I thought it was okay if not shitty. Foxy's like, oh man, this is stupid. <laughs> oh my god, did I say it last time? <laughs> I was totally thinking it. <laughs> I'm just frustrated and disappointed. That's all I can say. But what was I saying? The, yeah. Third act. Hopefully he'll actually label it that instead of just being like Oh, there's two acts, even though that that's not normal. What do you know about acts? What do you know about plays and movies? <laughs> he probably just wants to burn it. That's probably what's happening. Just the hell with this. And like his editor is trying to stop him from setting his own face on fire. <laughs> I see. Like there's so many good characters, so many different plot lines that are there's, like every time we learn something new. There's like 40 new mysteries popping up, and it's like, why, why? <laughs> Maybe he, um, he has a magic eight ball, and he just <laughs> does everything at random, and that's why there are so many new things each time. That make no sense and have no continuity or whatever. Yep. Oh my god. A mess. Yeah, I'm just mad. So, thank you for listening. <laughs> To, I'm gonna kill Tarugo podcast. <laughs> and um, if you have anything to say, yeah, just uh, you can email us the Heavenly Kings King King podcast at gmail.com. Then there's the Tumblr, and then there's the Twitter, and the occasional Reddit thread, and then the the us. You could you could message me about Tarugo anytime. Which just by the way, you can you can find those Reddit threads whenever I get the chance to actually post them at reddit.com slash r slash Toriko. Yeah. I guess that's the end of it. <laughs>